Welcome to Floor Masters. I'm Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This podcast is about flooring installation, custom showers, kitchen remodels, bathroom models, everything involved from materials to pricing to how-tos and how-not. Get your headphones, get your pen and paper, and let's get it. Hey, 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 everybody. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Floor Masters Podcast. I'm Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I have another amazing show and another another amazing guest, a friend of mine, Paul Lucia. I said it right. Paul, please introduce yourself to everybody. Let them know what you do, how you do it, and where you do it at. Um, my name is Paul. I'm here in Houston, Texas uh, with BuiltWithFoam.com. Currently, we make custom styrofoam products for the construction industry, mostly tailored towards tile installers, uh, bathroom remodelers. That's what I did for 40 years with my company, Cabot & Row. We were bathroom remodelers with a specialty in tile. So I put my experience remodeling into making all those fun, cool styrofoam products that I always wish I had and uh, make the installation a lot better, faster and easier. So today we're going to be talking about marketing. Um, marketing is one of those areas that is uh, imperative to any business, but it's all not always the, the easiest strategy. So we wanted to get someone uh, from the contractor side and also the manufacturer side, because clearly there is a need for marketing in your business and you have to have had find found out a good way to do it so we wanted to get some of your expertise on uh why marketing is so important to contractors and also to manufacturers back when i started my uh remodeling company the only real way you could advertise was either local newspaper ads or in the yellow pages and there was no real way to stand out except to spend a lot of money and pray that somebody would leave through that big book and find you. So we've come a long way since then, certainly with the advent of the internet and Facebook and Instagram, it's a lot easier for people to target the audience that they're looking for. Say, you know, people who are just want tower, people who just want their bathroom remodeled. So that makes marketing a lot easier getting to them. So the question is, is how do you do it? So, for the built with foam part, that was a little easier because I could leverage my uh, presence in the remodeling industry and my friends and Facebook contacts and John Bridge Forum and people I knew from conventions and stuff to help spread the word about built with foam. And th- so that's been a little easier, but it's all overlaps and it's pretty much the same whether you're a manufacturer or an existing business with 20 guys or a guy in a pickup truck and a toolbox just starting out is, is how do we get my neighbors to know that I'm here? So I do it a couple of ways because I'm still advertising, promoting my construction business that hasn't gone away. So currently how I advertise is by not advertising. Sounds counterintuitive, but it's true. For example, on the John Bridge Forum, we give friendly neighborhood advice to people. On Nextdoor, 
I don't say, hey, I want to come bid your kitchen remodel. I say things like, well, if you're going to go with um, countertops, be sure to uh, think hard about putting in marble countertops. While they're beautiful, they stain or etch easily. So I don't ask for the job, but I'm trying to offer my neighbors the kind of advice that they would like to get from a professional. And a lot of times I get responses like, wow, uh, you know, that's great. I would never have thought of that. You know, like my, uh, somebody will post that their grout has cracked and they need somebody to come caulk it. And I'll say, well, normally that grout cracking in the shower is not a sign of, you know, movement necessarily as much as it is that the shower has failed. You may want to look for these few things. If you'd like, I'd be happy to come out and take a look at it for you, give you my professional opinion. And if it needs repair, give you a free estimate. So that's the kind of easy way to advertise your business, promote your business directly to those who live the closest around you. And it doesn't come off as some ad. This is the kind of thing like neighbors helping neighbors that people are more likely to read than some paid ad. I recently learned about Instagram and put some research into that. I still am not very familiar with it, but it's an easy way to start targeting people with basically ads that, that just never die. For us as a manufacturer, I don't want to bombard people with pictures of my lunch or my dog or something stupid. So I try to keep it professional and work-related. But what would, what would I like to see if I were a homeowner or a, like in my case, I'm selling to other tradesmen. So today we put out some sink modules to a guy, a buddy who does micro cement, which is, I think, really cool that you can take a piece of foam or whatever cover it with this micro cement and it's waterproof. So you can make sinks or swimming pools or bird baths or whatever you have countertops, sinks. And it's, it's just fascinating to me. So that's the kind of cool stuff that grabs people's attention. Um, you know, and then I do videos that are fun, educational. I try to mix a bit of humor in because you want to get people to see them. There are some guidelines like you want your Instagram story to be under 30 seconds for Facebook, maybe two minutes. You can be longer on YouTube. But working on all of those platforms is just a really solid way to get yourself known out there. Um, a, a tactile way of marketing that I did, sometimes called a monument uh, advertising, like Ron Nash calls it, is, is I made a tiled sign for my local library. I live three blocks away and I got tired of seeing the old crappy hard to read sign. And since we live in a historic neighborhood, I thought it'd be really cool to take those little blue and white square tiles, like from the street curbs that we're used to, that we have in our neighborhood. And I made a giant library sign and didn't ask the permission. I should have, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Just went out there one day, dug two holes and slapped it in. And all of a sudden the neighbors were like, wow, this is great. And so I gave it about a couple hours on next door for all the compliments to roll in. And I said, well, yeah, you know, we did that. We're your neighborhood local tile experts. So that was four years ago. And I'm still getting referrals about that. I, when I go to customers' houses to give estimates, I 
that's the page saver on my laptop. When somebody asks about a tile question on Nextdoor, I tell them an answer or give them my opinion. And I say, by the way, we're National Tile Contractors Association members, and we're the people who donated the library sign. So it's an example of our work that they can see, hopefully that they like, and that will let them think about us a little bit more favorably. So, so let me ask, let me, let me ask this. Um, tell me your, I'll say personal definition of marketing and also your personal definition of advertising. Because I, I believe they're different. Okay. Tell me what you think. I think marketing is uh, anything, whether it be good or bad, anything that you do to bring visibility to your brand or your company. And I think ad uh, advertising is uh, those efforts that you do to uh, make your services or your products known with the intent of people purchasing from you. I got it. So aside from Instagram and Facebook, neither of my businesses, the construction or the phone business, um, does much in the line of paid advertising. So it's really mm-hmm. just phone because it's brand new. We only just started in December. So I do pay for ads on Facebook. There's a lot of ways you can get free ads on Facebook or what people don't think of as an ad. Right. Um, But the other part, I think marketing is you talked about, I think that that's far more important because under that would also fall, fall branding. Right. Your story and your reputation. So by building that library sign and by offering free advice on Nextdoor and John Bridge and this old house and house and other formats, people can see that I'm just the friendly contractor who gives accurate advice without, you know, leaning on or muscling on a heavy sales pitch. Right. Who would be the one you'd rather have in your living room? So advertising has its place depending upon what you're selling and what you're selling to. Um, I'm selling foam to other people in the trades. So I've got to go hunting with a spear gun and not a shotgun. Right. I, I'm, I'm very targeted approach. And Facebook and Instagram make that very easy. Google ads don't seem to work too well because of the search parameters. But Facebook is wonderful for that. I can advertise to just the 2,800 self-described plumbers in Houston. That means I'm not wasting a nickel advertising to everybody else. And if you've ever bought an ad in a local newspaper, you know how much money you can send out the window. Yeah. So your, your branding, your marketing, I think is... Everything you do, how you talk to your customers, if you close the gate and don't let the dog out, if you offer to take off your shoes when you walk in their front door for that first estimate, um, whether you're clean shaven and present a, an appearance that who would I want to have work in my home? All of that is, is your branding, your marketing. For 40 years, we've never taken a deposit. I don't sign contracts. I believe in a handshake and I've run a successful business that way. I've, I've signed exactly one contract in 40 years. 
I've gotten burned maybe twice. So pretty good track record. Yeah. Uh, but that's all branding and marketing. That's just how you present yourself in your community where people would go, hey, that's the guy you want to hire. He, he's just a good guy. He's going to steer you right. He's not going to treat you, cheat you. You get what you pay for. He's worth waiting till he can get to your house. All of those things are conduct yourself, present yourself, act in a way where people would say that about you. Strangers would say that about you. It would be nice. Now, from uh, from what I'm hearing and from just, just my experience, like you said, everything, everything that you do is uh, marketing your company in one form or fashion, whether it's good or bad, whether you're intending on doing it or not, you're being marketed in, in some kind of way based on the way, the way you move, how you, how you interact with people. What would you say about how uh, a, a bad market scheme or negative marketing could hurt your brand and if it's possible to bounce back from that because there are some contractors that uh run into situations where um they're not really sure of why they're not uh closing sales why they're not landing estimates and it could be tied to their marketing and is there any way to come back from that um sure uh one of the things that we don't do (laughs) is Uh, brand our trucks or put our names on our trailers or anything. And I make a joke about this because my driving is atrocious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But let's face it. If you get cut off by a a UPS truck and you get honk your horn and he almost hits you, you're not going to have a favorable impression of all of UPS because of that one driver. And you don't know his backstory. You don't know if he was avoiding hitting a pedestrian. But for whatever reason, that's the impression, that's the marketing that you just had with all of UPS because of one driver's mistake. So how do you bounce back from that? It's just be consistent. If you do make a mistake, you own it. Say, hey, I'm I'm sorry. We, We had a job this week, last week where our demo crew was carrying a big piece of concrete down the stairs and it broke at the top of the stairs and tumbled down the stairway and gouged the hardwoods. And it's all this um, Venezuelan oak. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, luckily it didn't hit the spindles. It didn't hit the walls. It just tumbled its way down the floor. Well, when the homeowner came home, we're like, look, this is what happened. We'll take care of it for you. I've got a pro who's a wonderful at patching floors. You know, you want a little slightly larger area done? We'll, we'll do that too. We might as well make it worth his time. Of course, we apologize and, you know, but it was not hiding it. We're going to handle it. We get it done. Um, I would consider dropping a 50 pound piece of concrete down the stairs to be a disaster most of the time. Oh yeah. I'm not the least it happened. Uh, The demo crew is going to pay for it, but you know, like it happened. We own it. We did our best. We explained why we don't put runners on the stairs because it's clear tripping. Right. But you know, we're just going to take care of it. And then, then it doesn't, it's not a negative. 
it, we can turn that into a positive. You know, just from just from the experience of how you handle it, uh, I'll I'll use my um, which listeners probably heard it before, my uh, shower glass story of me shattering the shower glass. It was I was the only person in the room. I mean, <laughs> there was nobody else's fault but mine. Could I come up with some kind of crazy story to say, hey, you know what? I I don't know what happened. It just exploded. I could have. But that would have still left the customer with a shattered shower glass that they wouldn't be happy about, even if it wasn't my fault. Um, and let's just say that it wasn't my fault, that I, I didn't do it. It's the opportunity to step up and say, you know what? I know exactly what would please this customer. I'll take care of it. Well, now, everybody's not in a position to do that. Um, not saying that you have to do it, but um, those are the kind of things that that should always be in the back of our minds when it comes to our brand and how how the response is going to uh, carry over to the next person. That customer is going to walk away from it and say, you know what? Simply Intricate Designs went above and beyond in a situation that could have been bad. Mm-hmm. And for any other contractor, hey, you know what? This was an unfortunate experience. But uh, Bill with Foam, uh, Cabin and Row came and they they took care of it. They let me know what it was and it's not a problem anymore. That yeah. is going to carry over from that customer to the next customer. And now they're marketing for you. Yes, and that's what I want. And I also encourage my foam customers and my remodeling customers to do the same. If you were happy with our work, please tell your friends. Because uh, I encourage them. I literally say that. Please tell your friends. And then I'll come back in a few months after they've put artwork on the walls and got the nice new towels and hung them up so I can go take a nicer picture. Because we all appreciate as tall guys, you know, nice, flat, clean, straight lines. But the average homeowner, once it really does kind of stark looking without a shower valve cover on. Right. So, but by going back in a few months, it allows you to go have contact with your customer again. And say, hey, what did you think of it? Give me an honest review. Did you like our branding? Did you like our marketing? Did you like how we conducted ourselves? What could we have done better? And that way you're auditing your own work. You're auditing how you carry yourself so that you can get an honest feedback. I think that a lot of people don't bother to do that. So they, I nailed it this time. And you don't know that the customer has steam coming out their ears. Yeah. Because they wrote you a check. And like you said about the shower glass, had you said, look, it just happened. I was in the room, and, you know, and, and you could be 100% right, like you said, but that customer is always going to have that lingering thought. How do we know it wasn't him? And then, you know, they're going to go to work and say, yeah, Anthony came and he did our shower, but, you know, I had to go buy a new shower glass. Right. They're always going to mention that. So how do you get them to not do that? Is you pay for a piece of shower glass. It's cheap advertising. Yeah. The shower glass broke. We don't know why. And he took care of it. What would you rather have your customer say? And that's that's when it turns, like you said, the, the cheap advertising. That's when it turns into targeted advertising. Because they're going to go tell other people just like them mm-hmm. versus you paying for, uh, let's say, a billboard that thousand people are going to pass by. 
Like they don't, they don't, they're, they're not even in, 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 uh, in need of a, a new shower or a new bathroom to where now you just, I mean, it's branding. People are seeing it, but you're paying for, uh, advertising that's not necessarily giving you a return on investment. So that in that instance, it's targeted at advertising. Did I just say that wrong? Targeted <laughs> it? Yeah, I did. Uh, you know what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> it's specific to the people that you're dealing with. So if you know, you're a small contractor, you're wondering what can I do today to promote my business in my local neighborhood? Y'all have a fire department. Y'all have a police department. Y'all have a library. Somebody could use a free new sign. You can do them out of a glass mosaic. You can have them those made for you where all you got to do is put it all together and present it to the community. The media loves this kind of stuff because it's a warm and fuzzy feel-good story. Uh, and you'll get a lot of press about it for free because you donated this sign. And it'll be there for 20 years. <laughs> you and can- you know what? Um just from you saying that, another a, a tip that somebody gave me, and this is probably this is a great strategy that anybody can use. Let's say um, we'll we'll use the the sign for the fire department, police department, for example. But in addition to that, if any project that you have is unique, if there's something unique about it that is uh, to be talked about. You yourself as a contractor can reach out to the news team and say, hey, look, I got a story that I'm sure you guys will be uh, interested in talking about. They love this kind of stuff because you're you're doing the work for them. I mean, we've always watched the news and seen a story that was like, wow, I can't believe that y'all made this a story. Oh, so it's an opportunity for you to market yourself for free. That's right. When there's when there's a unique uh, job, when there's a unique um, design that you can reach out to the news team and say, hey, look, I got a story for you. Right. Is and- it going to work every single time? Probably not. But these kind of marketing strategies you can put in place and say, hey, look, um, I'm just getting my name out there. A lot of people are going to see it. And a lot of people are going to remember your company in the local area to say, man, I know those guys because they did the, the sign down the street, like you said. Exactly. So uh, when um, Hurricane Katrina hit, we had a lot of uh, influx of people into um, from all over into Houston. And the uh, graffiti, for some odd reason, you know, with these rival, I don't call them gangs, they're more like, uh, cut that whole part out. Small organizations. (laughs) <laughs> youth groups. <laughs> yeah, youth groups. <laughs> so I'll just edit that out. So no, after, it's funny. I've, it's funny. It's not offensive. We we cleared it up. We definitely cleared right. it up. Um. So there was a spike in uh, graffiti in Houston, and mm-hmm. and for my neighborhood, it went from being a minor nuisance to there were these whole sides of buildings being done, and historic buildings, and shops, and small businesses. So. I said to myself, here's something I can do. I have a commercial sprayer. Uh, The city will give me paint for free. I have a generator. I'll just go out and paint over it. Mm -hmm. So then very rapidly, the mayor's office gets involved. The police department gets involved. The anti-gang task force gets involved. 
And now I've got all these neighbors helping and a whole network. Uh, it, it was amazing how much help I got. Other people wanted to emulate the program around the city, newspaper articles, the TV was always following me around. So therefore I could mention my construction company as part of, well, I have all this equipment from my construction company, Cabot and Row. That's why I'm donating my time to better my neighborhood. So it doesn't have to be directly tile related. It can be, you know, going and pruning the weeds at the local gym, well, not gym, but the playground, um, pitching in, donating to whatever community event that's important to the people of your neighborhood. Nobody was asking for a library sign. Nobody was thinking about the library sign. It annoyed me. Right, <laughs> right. So I just did it because I knew I could. It was in my skill set. And I had a fun time doing it. I didn't bust my butt. It cost maybe $1,000 total in materials to get it out there. Um, but it was my gift to the community. And it sits there today, little free advertising yeah. <laughs> every time somebody goes by. Um, so, and, but it, like we talked about, it all goes together. Your your branding is probably your most important aspect. Advertising, like we talked about, is a function. That's the money you spend. But really working on your brand. Right. And I, I mean, I look at branding as far as like everything from uh, from your, your company colors. Um, and I've gone so far as to research uh colors and how how people respond to them when it comes to logos um your your uniform that you use in the job just making sure that that you control the impression that you have on people uh when they see you out and about just like you said i mean you said that you haven't wrapped any vehicles my truck my truck is completely wrapped but i'm always being conscious of the things that i do in my truck because i know it has my company name on it. Like I can't respond to people in a certain way because they'll see simply intricate designs responding. They're not going to see Anthony responding. They right. see simply intricate designs responding. So um, it's those kind of things that have to be considered when, once you go into business for yourself as a contractor, uh, some people don't always um, take it seriously uh, outside of the job site, they think after the job site, then it stops. Like once you, once you're the owner of this company, or once you represent this company, you might have, to, you might not even be the owner. But once you represent this company, people are looking at you in a different way, and it's affecting your brand and how you move forward uh, in the future, your longevity, how people respond to you, how big you grow. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not you, but it's everybody who represents you and everything that represents you, because every one of your employees should be a sales rep. You know, if they're going into a bathroom, you know, remodeling somebody's house, they're going to be using the different bathroom in the house. Hey, while I'm here looking at this shower, you want me to look at the rest of them in your house for you? Uh, we can provide a have you sealed your grout recently uh, offering cleaning services. So it's a team effort. It's not just the owner of the business who's responsible for the marketing. It's everybody. Yeah. I mean, even even as far as uh, Facebook profiles, like the, the, the team of your company 
if you got somebody that's doing some uh, wild stuff on their personal Facebook page, but your company name is attached to it, somebody can correlate that back to your brand and say, oh, this is the kind of stuff that they they, they re- represent. That's why I have a personal page that's wholly separate from my work page. I have no mutual friends, no mutual contacts. It's it's completely separate, mostly because I don't want to bore my family and friends to death about auto. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but that way, I just keep my professional page about work. I, I try very hard not to put anything in there about politics or religion or anything else. If I, I probably erase more posts than I make, but <laughs> I keep it just about work. <laughs> so, Paul, let's... Um... Let's dive into into this phone because uh, I'm interested to to find out uh, the extent of what we can do with this phone. I know you've mentioned shower pans. Um, I'm curious how big we can go with the shower pans, and uh, you've mentioned um, sinks and countertops. So it seems like there's a lot going on with this phone. So let's uh, let's break down the 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 wonderful world of foam. Well, we'll start by saying what the foam is and what it isn't. Uh, the, the foam we use is uh, called EPS 46. It's uh, an expanded polystyrene, and it's, but it's three pounds per cubic foot. So it, it's the densest we can buy. Uh, because we live in the South where termites and ants are a thing, we get the anti-termite additive. So if I'm sticking this on somebody's slab, I have no worries. Mm. The foam is also called geofoam. They can build highways out of this stuff. So it's, it's, it's structural. It's very sturdy foam. You're not going to crush it with your thumb like a lot of mud guys say you can. It, it's, this is a, a construction product, an accepted industry product. So as a remodeler, as I got older and tiles got bigger and bigger and bigger and those 60-pound bags didn't seem to get any lighter, um, you know, I wanted to move into something in my uh, older years where I could handle it a lot easier and have a second career, so to speak. And when the styrofoam thing came around, I was at coverings and saw how much foam there was in our business. You know, we certainly think of uh, curdy board and hydrovan board and uh, all those types of products and the shower pans they make. But being able to have a custom, because we all know that drain pipe's never in the middle where you want it. Never. So, and the other guys say, well, you can pat, you can cut ours, but that destroys your perimeter. Or you can add on to it, but that destroys your 2% slope. You can only make cement so thick for like curbless entry. So there is a place in our industry for styrofoam. And I think somebody recently told me that half of the showers going in now have foam bases to them. So that, that, to me, I thought was an impressive number. So certainly, curbless entry foam comes into play because we can taper that styrofoam down to zero or just the thickness of your drain flange. And this is where having my years of experience of being in a construction industry can help if somebody calls and say, hey, I've got this problem. How can we solve it with foam? The nice part is we can make curbs in one piece that fit exactly. We can make them skinnier or taller as you need. We don't stock any products. Everything's cut custom. Same day you order it. So the nice part is you get exactly what you want. (laughs) 
we're going to do a project next week where it's curbless entry, but the floor has a pretty nasty tilt to it. An inch and a half over five feet, the floor tilts. Oh, wow. So instead of dropping the floor and then leveling it again and then putting in mud pack or, or uh, foam, well, I can just cut the foam crooked on the bottom that matches the slope of the house so that your shower pan will be nice and perfect. That's the kind of custom thing that we allow for and is our market uh, built with foam. The other thing I got into was making these uh, sink modules and undermount sinks. In fact, I filed a patent for the undermount sink. For people who want to use thin panel, mosaics, or even just regular tile to create a sink, we provide a foam base that you can just waterproof, throw in a drain, and tile. So it's structural. As long as you can support it, say, on three sides or brackets to hang it from a wall, you'll be ready to go. The nice part is you design one, we can make it, we save the file, and everyone will be exactly identical. Nice square corners. You don't have to waste your time buying an expensive two-inch foam board and cobbling a sink together, and then you have a huge pile of waste off to the side. We make them exactly like you need them. The nice part is foam only weighs 3% of concrete. So, you know, <laughs> a lot light easier to handle, a lot less work, no silica dust, no sand pile to deal with. It just makes everybody's job a lot easier. So what's the process as far as, um, let's say, a uh, contractor has a specific layout from them getting the layout to you guys and you guys producing uh, either the shower pan or uh, whatever it is they need? Like, what's that process? How, how, do, how, do, how do we go about giving you the measurements that you need in the dimensions and all that? Well, the really cool thing is, you know, being a contractor, I know everybody needs everything done yesterday. So that whole process you described could be done in less than an hour. So the first step is, of course, create an account at deltwithfoam.com. Go in, do this ahead of time. It's even easier because then you don't have to worry about it at the last minute. Then email us a diagram. Just measure it out. Tell us where the drain is, what the perimeter measurements are. And then any notes like I need to perimeter this thick or, um, you know, anything I need to know to be able to build this shower. And then email it to us. Once we have your account, your account is already created. We can do the invoice from this side and send it right out the same day. It's really all that simple. Create an account, email us a diagram. Do we ever run into issues where, uh, not you guys, but delivery companies mess up the products? Uh, well, we make custom boxes here at Built With Foam. And the purpose of that is twofold. One, we haven't been open long enough to know what size standard boxes we need. Mm-hmm. Because everything's custom, so it's all different sizes. Gotcha. But the first thing I do when I get an order is I look at and I say two things to myself. How can I cut this up into pieces small enough to ship? but not so tiny that the contractor is going to curse me when he goes to install it. Yeah. Ideally, we'd love to send them out as one piece, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so when I cut them into pieces, I cut them in. So when I'm done, I have a nice solid cube to put in a box. So when I make my custom box, that's a nice, strong 
a boxed item. I use heavy duty cardboard. The box fits the phone perfectly. The phone is nice and sturdy. It's shrink wrapped together inside. So it's not, nothing's moving. You, you could throw these things around and not much is going to happen to them. Okay. Cause I, I, I know that would be my first concern is I know I hate to throw names out there. Delivery companies. We could just going to say that delivery companies, uh, they don't care about what's on the inside. They don't. They don't care that I needed this yesterday, and this uh, this homeowner is down my neck because the job is past uh, past date, and we need to be on schedule. But that's what. That's why I say that would be my first concern. Somebody's gonna break my shower pan, and I'm gonna be po'd. <laughs> and film is easy to break, particularly if you know you make this three foot by four foot box, and it gets windy or it gets wet and then it's windy, you know, they can break. Right. So portion of what we do is, is the, uh, the part we cut away. That's not your shower pan. We include as shipping material. I got you. It, it makes it a perfect cube so that we can put it in a box. It fits it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And nobody's complained yet. We've been open since December, what, nine months, 10 months. And that's crazy because I did not know that it was that young. See, that's that's how you, that's that's good marketing. <laughs> that's that's good marketing because that you you sell it as if this been around forever. Well, I've been around forever. <laughs> so this 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 uh got me thinking of what's the balance between still having the construction company. And being a manufacturer of a product. Well, for one, it's a lot of work. I bet. Uh, and it, it, I don't, I'm not out remodeling bathrooms. As I have a husband and wife team that has taken over cabin and row as far as the installation goes. Mm-hmm. But I realize that the reputation I had over the last 40 years, those customers are expecting to see me at some point. Right. So it's my phone that rings. I go out with them to give the estimate. And that has several good marketing reasons. One, I still give an on-the-spot estimate to the customers. Uh, and then they get to meet the team of people that are going to be in their home working. Because we just gave an estimate on Sunday, uh, what, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the homeowner said just that. Wow, you're going to give me a price right now? The other two people I had out here, one guy never called me back. The other one had to bug him for two weeks to get a number. And she was just tickled pink that she was going to know right now what it's going to cost. The other thing is she said is, well, who's going to come do the work? And we're like, well, we are. <laughs> you know, like, were you expecting something else? And she said, yeah. that's the problem. The other guy she hired was like he was finding a, a, a painter on the street corner or the in front of the Home Depot to come work in this lady's house. And she said, I never knew from day to day he was going to come to my house. So oh, wow. that, that, yeah. So, so being the same people who are presentable, likable people whom you'd want to have in your home, it's marketing, it's branding, but you can charge more for it because she's more comfortable. These are people I like. We had a very friendly, nice, jovial conversation while we gave her a price on her three bathrooms that we're going to do for her. Three full remodels? Uh, Well, one was partially 
destroyed, shall we say. Oh, wow. Uh, somebody attempted to remodel it. Uh, the master bathroom, he, the husband is an engineer, so he did everything but the shower. He started it with curdy board. So we're going to have to take that down, fix it a little bit, and put it all back, uh, and then tile it. And then the third bathroom is just a little powder bath where they're getting it uh, freshened up a little bit. So new tile floor, new toilet. So, but it doesn't sound like a good project. Well, yeah, I came up to like 60 grand, but the, the main marketing tool is to have her feel as comfortable as possible that we are the right people for the job. And then when she gives us that pile of money, she's going to smile and rest assured that it was well spent. And that's more than being technically proficient. That's more than being the best tile setter. It's the personal side of it. And that part is, like you just said, uh, gives you the opportunity to charge more. Way more. <laughs> and and not in the sense, because I think a lot of people uh, uh, misunderstand this, not in a sense of you're getting over on somebody, but you're charging what you're actually worth. Well, there's two ways of valuing worth. You're worth to you, which is what you're going to sell your wares at, but also the value to the customer. So we gave us another estimate the same day, uh, a, a full master bath remodel and um, the this hall bathroom, they just wanted a new vanity, but it, it's all surgical work in the hall bathroom. So she was like, well, we're going to have to move out. Can we live in here? Because I work from home. What are you going to do? And we explained the process where we come in before demolition. The first thing we do is take pictures of everything. We want to know where the art goes back on the wall, how the lamp was on this desk. You know, we ask them to take away their personal items. Um, but if we're going to cover things with plastic, we want to make sure that we don't disturb anything. And we certainly, you know, Plastic off the entire master bedroom because it's off the bathroom. Tape over the closet doors. Take the art off the walls. And then we do our demo, dust free as demolition as possible. We have a big fan blowing the stuff out the bathroom window. And she's like, well, can I come back? And I said, ma'am, we put down tarps and vacuum every day. We usually dust several times a day. You can come back to your bedroom whenever you want. And she was just so relieved that she could live in her own home. And to me, that's just, well, if that were my home and I had contractors, what would I want? You know, I don't want to be forced out of my own house while my bathroom's being remodeled. So it's a level of service. Now, of course, that's not free. I'm not taking that out of my pocket to do this for the woman. Right. So, hey, if I got to spend about $120 in tape and plastic and HEPA shop back filters, it goes on that estimate. Yeah. The time it takes to do that. Well, the demo crews hustling their butts all day long while I'm standing there watching them. But I'm also dusting and vacuuming and, you know, the tarps are down. It's all taken care of. They leave by lunchtime generally, and then I spend the rest of the afternoon cleaning up all the dust, removing the sheets of plastic, putting out new ones for the next day. Um, and then any prep or measurements I got to do for the next day. So it, they see it actively. Right. 
That's our marketing. Is we're doing it. Now we charge for that. And that's what sets us apart. And in the customer's mind, hopefully, is, well, that's what I'm getting for my value. They're not just charging more just to charge me more. I'm getting something for my money. Yeah. Which is they're caring for my home. And I use those words that we're caring for your home. I don't say house. I say home. Yeah. That, that sort of conscious thought of they live here. You know, to me, it's work, but they live here. So we've got to carry ourselves in just that way. Uh, oftentimes, we are three to six or ten times what everybody else charges, but our phone keeps ringing. Right. I mean, I, I think I, I hear a lot of people say, you know, you do good work uh, and your phone will ring. But I I think you, you do good work in addition to uh, going the extra mile and providing like excellent customer service and your phone is still ring. You can do good work and, and be horrible at customer service and your phone might not ringing as much as you might want it to. Right. If you've got loud, blaring, harsh music that the customer doesn't like, or, you know, we've all been on a job site where there's an employee you can smell from two rooms away, you know, just, I've had guys who curse on a job site. Yeah. Um, and they thought that cursing in a different language would be okay, but you'd be surprised how many people speak other languages. Right. So the simple things, walk down the sidewalk, don't cut across the grass. You know, if you're going to eat at the patio furniture, put it all back when you're finished. You know, it's just, it's not yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah. Treating uh, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I know it's a guy thing to be, uh, you know, rough and tumble and get stuff done and make stuff happen. But really, I think when you're working on the master bedroom, bathroom, the most expensive room in the house, people want a layer of finesse. And so guys just need to rein in the testosterone a little bit and... Uh, you know, if this was your mother's home, if this was your wife's home, you know, what would you, how would you treat your friends? Yeah. I think we, uh, I think we covered how, how marketing, uh, just how important marketing is and all the things that go into marketing, uh, outside of what's, I, I guess, common for people to think of how, you know, just putting out an ad or, or, uh, placing a sign somewhere, uh, those additional things on and off the job site are the most important form of marketing and the po- most important form of branding um, that that are, are huge when it comes to y- your company name and your business and how it represents you. Um, we also got, uh, oh, you know what? This is the question I want to ask. What is the biggest shower pan you have you you guys have produced i we just made one recently it was 14 feet by 11 feet that's crazy that's the bathroom like (laughs) and for a house that was for a private residence not something commercial that's the whole bathroom yeah it's pretty cool because i've been refining a, a method to do it where we can make them in multiple sections this one we actually made in all one piece our machine is big enough to handle that 
uh but yeah it was uh it was an interesting to me it's fun to do yeah <laughs> i just wish i got more pictures from the people who installed these because you know once we send our little babies out the door we can receive them again <laughs> yeah yeah look, look that that ought to be uh a requirement like you know you, you buy you buy some phone you gotta send you gotta send the afters right or post it on instagram or facebook or something yeah tag us or something <laughs> um what was the process like? What, how, how did you get into? I know you say you went to coverings and uh, you were seeing how much foam was in the industry. Like, what, how did you go from seeing that to actually producing this? Like, what, 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 what made you take the next step to say, you know what, I just, I want to be, I want to be a part of this, uh, this foam crave? Um, well, I had known Rod Catwick for, oh gosh, maybe 10 or 15 years now, way back from John Bridge days, early days of Tile Geeks. And he had, you know, do you want to do this with me? And, you know, no, no, no. Why would I want to give up my very comfortable remodeling business for this? And I thought about it more. I, I lost my favorite worker. He went out on his own. So I was at a turning point in my life, I had gotten older. Mm -hmm. Do I want to retire or do I want to do something new? So I was at that coverings in 2018 and I was amazed at the amount of new foam companies and how the established foam companies, established uh, businesses like Latticree, Schluter, Mappay, Noble, they all mm -hmm. had new foam products or had enlarged their uh, offerings in foam. And to me that said, wow, this is, this is something serious. So I, I did a lot of homework and a lot of research. Can I run a business doing this? You know, what, what do I have to sell it for? So then what would I have to make them for in the supply chain? And I've had a lot of good mentors along the way who, who helped me navigate our industry with some inside knowledge on how to structure the business direct to other contractors, which greatly reduces the supply chain. So, once I started doing it, you know, I really enjoy it. And then I started to refine the process, add to the process. We have a patent filed for how we make our holes for the drains. Um, we've gotten trademarks. We have other patents pending in development. Because once you start coming down this path, you realize there's, hey, there's a bunch more. For example, the sink modules weren't being done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was at, uh, uh, saw something. I thought, Hey, I can make that out of styrofoam, but that's my first thing is, can I just make it out of foam instead? Yeah. <laughs> saw that made a sink module and I took it to a meeting of the stone fabricators Alliance, which was happened to be here in, uh, Austin. And they, this is the greatest thing. I don't have to go wasting my time. I'd rather spend my time handling thin panel uh, porcelain instead, instead of building these stupid foam modules, so we can just sell them to you. Those kind of things were, what can I do for the industry? So we've got another, uh, we've actually just formed another new business that's going to be a sister corporation to the uh, foam business. Come back to me in about a year, I'll be able to tell you all about it. Oh, look, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take any secrets. <laughs> not just yet. Well, how about this? When you do get to the point of uh, revealing it, 
let's just let us be the first. I want everybody to know about it when we do it. Something that will really help the industry, something that would benefit the tile industry as a whole. Yeah. So are you closer to, uh, I guess, their retirement? Because it seems like businesses are not going to stop being formed because this is going to be one opportunity after the next. But I guess it's uh, it's different opportunities to where it's 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 new opportunities. Because I'm always looking, me personally, always looking to uh, see what the next step is. Like, is this a stepping stone to the next level? So how is how has that been with um, getting into the phone, opening up a new business after being at the point of I don't want to do this? Um, the I was very lucky. I, I went to a meeting I didn't want to go to. And when I got there, I'm like, why am I here? I, I'm, I've just so wasted my time. I've driven to the other side of town and the box lunch is terrible. So <laughs> I seek out the only table with the only other old man in the group because it's all full of kids. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, don't I sound old. All right. <laughs> it was a meeting of, it turns out to be the Texas Association of Business Brokers. These are a group of lawyers who buy and sell businesses. So their talk that day was, whenever you start a business, your first thing was, how do you get rid of it? How's your exit plan? How am I going mm-hmm. to sell it? How am I going to retire? Am I going to pass it on to my kids? So you structure your business all along the way with that end goal in mind. And that just made supreme sense to me because I didn't have an exit plan for this styrofoam or my construction or anything. Yeah. So then I started thinking about that. And that's when I started looking around for somebody who could take over uh, the remodeling business. So that's worked out very well after a few false starts. Right. There were some people who expressed interest whom I would never hire. <laughs> people who I worked with and it just didn't work out for whatever reasons. No harm. Yeah. Uh, so when it came to the styrofoam, it came to be. Someday I'm going to have to sell this business. So how do I structure it and get it going so that I can sell it? So I've got to have, of course, a clean set of books, company policies, uh, a manual of how to do everything, uh, back office people who you know, got me to where I need to be as far as my shipping process and my ordering process. And it, it Setting it all up so that while I run it, it's great, but I can also just sell it and go. So it pretty much needs to be franchisable. Um, it might not have to be uh, an actual franchise, but it needs to be be able to be replicated. Right, exactly. So the built with foam thing is very simple. Get that process down to be perfect. Flawlessly repeatable every time. So that every time you order a shower pan from me, you know, before you open that box, exactly what's going to be inside. It's going to be pristine white, perfectly crisp corners, beautiful, just the way you ordered it. Put it down in as few pieces as possible. Smile when you do it. That's what needs to be inside every box. So what systems do we need to get into place to have that happen from ordering the blocks to storing the blocks to handling the blocks to cutting up the blocks 
to getting them into that box. All of that has to be worked out in a consistent, repeatable pattern. So that if I do it or somebody else does it or we do it remotely at another place, everything is consistent. Like you would think that any manufacturer would do. Right. <laughs> it's not a big step. And then the, the new business we're launching is really just a, a way to sell more styrofoam. But um, it, that business is being built so that it, right off the bat, it can be replicated. Yeah. Because we're going to need to be in other cities at the same time. So we can't operate everything from Houston. So um, that's taking a bit more um, research. Luckily, I have somebody on my team who has done this before and very successfully, and he is extremely well tied into the industry. So it's sheer luck that I happen to find that as a resource and a contact and that we work well together. Um, so that the new business looks like it's going to go really well. Hey, I think I think the future is bright and I definitely look forward to seeing uh these new businesses because like I said, uh you you surprised me with with uh Bill with phone being nine months old. <laughs> really? <laughs> really, absolutely. I promise you I did not know <laughs> I did not know that. Maybe I didn't do good research, but it uh it doesn't seem like it's it's uh new. So, um, I think the, uh, the point of having an extra exit strategy is huge, uh, because I think a lot of people don't look at it that way, but, um, I think I'll, I'll close out this session with the question of, do you think that it's possible for contractors? Let's use the, the remodeling business, for example. Do you think that it's common for contractors to have an exit strategy? Unfortunately, no. A lot of guys. <laughs> well, that was my problem. I had that, <coughs> excuse me, the same problem. My customers wanted me there. And mm-hmm. I knew that if anything ever happened to me, I broke my leg, couldn't drive, got ill, heaven forbid died, that my company would disappear in a puff because I wasn't there anymore. And in a heartbeat, that would mean everybody's going to go start sniffing around for a new contractor. So how do I keep that going? Whether it's my kids or someone else taking over the business, how do I keep that alive? And that's what you got to start planning for because nobody's immortal and nobody lives forever and people get hurt and accidents happen. And, you know, you got to plan for it. But it's possible. It oh. just requires planning and training, I believe, because you're going to have to train people to uh, just, I mean, just how you saying coming up with, with policies, you're going to have to train people on how to operate in, in certain situations. Yeah, and be clear about it. You know, if you're going to smoke, do it outside their house, take care of your cigarette butts. Simple things. If you're going to take care, you know, I don't want people on the phone while they're working at people's houses. You know, I, I don't try, and I do it myself. I've, I've trained my customers, call me after work so I, you don't disturb me while I'm working because you right. don't want me being bugged when I'm at your house. Yeah. It, it's just that consistent policy, that same thing we've talked about. It's marketing. It's, it's you know, how your customers, ha- your workers handle themselves. It, it all It's all the same thing so that you get people who want to work for you because you're great to work for. Them. 
Right. Paul, I think we uh I think we covered uh marketing and we also covered uh foam, uh built with foam. Can you do me a favor and let everybody know how they can reach you um if they want to purchase from you, um website, uh social media and all those things so we can get you guys some more sales so you can have fun building some custom shower pans. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We it took us 3 months but we managed to get you can contact us at builtwithfoam.com, builtwithfoam at gmail.com. Our Instagram is builtwithfoam. <laughs> it's pretty simple. As long as you can imagine, remember builtwithfoam, you'll find us one way or the other. Easy marketing. Easy marketing. <laughs> a little bit of effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, I appreciate it. Um, until next time, uh, you guys continue to do great things. Uh, we will be in touch. I will let you know when uh when we're ready or when you you let me know when you're ready to come back on the show let us know about all those secrets that you got uh as far as business ventures go and we look we'll we'll be back (laughs) i appreciate it you take it easy and until next time thank you Hey, hey, hey. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Floor Master Podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in to another great episode on how to market your company. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you like us, share us, rate us, review us. Stay tuned for more amazing episodes, for more amazing guests. If you haven't gone to the website, make sure you go to www.simplyintricatedesigns.com. Download our free ebook on how to choose the right form for your home. Stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram at Simply Intricate Designs. Follow us on Facebook at Simply Intricate Designs. Do not miss out on this amazing content, on this amazing stuff that we're giving you. This free knowledge that we're giving y'all. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all amazing, 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 amazing listeners. Keep rocking with us.